Hi, everybody. Good evening. I can't hear myself. You can't hear yourself? I can't hear myself on here. I can hear you. Where, I don't uh, know where that is. Which one are you plugged into? That's why I'm saying it to you. Okay. Because I Can you hear them. now? I can hear too loud now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I don't know the machine stuff yet. And that's why I just said it like the way I did. So anyway, hi, everybody. <laughs> Good evening, all my beautiful souls. I am Lady Stars and Fire. And I am here with Hill Hippie this evening. How are you doing, darling? Hello, how are you? <laughs> it's so good that he's so hyper and happy today at the moment because I've been dragging ass all day. I just have not been feeling good. I stayed in bed like the whole day long. So you were doing the whole dog thing, dragging your ass across the carpet? No, not like that, but I was just like, no. You sure? Because that would have been a funny image. <laughs> you know what? It's a bit. <laughs> I don't, uh-uh. 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 Yeah, I ain't zipping it. No, uh-uh. No. Anyway, okay, I wasn't dragging my ass. I I'm was... here to talk. <laughs> no, I wasn't dragging my ass like that. No, I just wanted to stay mm-hmm. in bed. That would not be fun. That wouldn't, it wouldn't be fun at all. Oh, but it'd be great for one of those, you know, just <laughs> deep crack itches. Just crack. <laughs> For your crack itches. That's just the <laughs> Yeah, it'd be perfect. You go outside, drop trout, put your no, ass in the no. grass, and just scoot around for a minute right or two. Yeah, I'm going to have that image of people in my head, and I'm not going to be able to get rid of it. I'm gonna thank you so much for that, Hillary. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. Here I am polluting the minds of the world. <laughs> One wrong image at a time. Glad I can help. I'm sorry. <laughs> But no, I wasn't feeling so good, so I stayed in bed most of the day. I wasn't, mm-mm. I just had a bad day yesterday. I wasn't feeling good today. I was not a people person in much of the way of how you would be of anything. And the reason I'm saying that and bringing it up is because tonight we are going to be talking about light workers. And there's more than one word for light workers. I mean... Basically, we are spiritual beings in in a human existence with a mission to complete. And people will call it light workers. People will call it star seeds. People will call it earth angels, indigos, crystals, and rainbow children. So there's many different ideas behind what a light worker is. But the whole point of it is basically they're there to help bring light and to change the way the world is. Basically, we're here to help bring us out of the darkness. In a, sp- in a so, in a, I cannot speak today. Out of the darkness and into the light. Yeah, because my mouth is just too. I'm having word vomit day. <laughs> word vomit. <laughs> when my mouth ain't working right, and it, it's sound, just, uh, <laughs> it sounds like you're chewing on your cheek over there. <laughs> I told you I wasn't feeling so swell today, but anyway. There's a there's a throwback word for you. Swell. <laughs> How are you? How are you, Johnny? I'm swell. <laughs> hey, I'm old. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's that simple. But anyway, so I mean, we're we're looking at the idea of of what you think of when you think of the word light worker and what it means. And what they're here for, what they're supposed to be doing. But like I said, the last few days, I have not been light worker friendly. I just have not. I was having a rough day. I was having a bad day. Not a bad day, but I was having more of a dark day. I was having one of those days you just want to go out and yell at the moon. I was not 
a happy life worker person. And that's the whole point of it is I'm bringing that up. The reason I'm bringing that up, though, is because let's not get this wrong. Light worker people, star seeds, earth angels, indigos, crystals, rainbows, we don't always have perfect days. We don't, we don't live in, we didn't come from like this happy, shiny box of perfectness. And we're always going to be happy. We get it wrong, too. We have bad Shiny, days. Shiny, happy people, people rolling around. <laughs> yes, he's back there. <laughs> oh. I was so expecting an EK drop in on that one. Sorry, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> he's preoccupied. Happy people. It's too late. <laughs> you ruined it. You're it's slow. <laughs> But like I said, I mean, I want, I want people to realize first and foremost, I mean, when you're looking at the idea of people of being light workers who are there to help to bring the light out of the darkness and start to help move us forward, we have bad days too, point blank. We, I mean, we're not like frosting on a cake that's always yummy and perfect. I mean, we're not perfect. We screw up. Part of being a light worker and coming into all of that is working through your own poison, your own shit, so to speak. And until you do that, you're going to have days that you're really going to be no good to anybody. No, that's part of the human experience. Yeah, but at the same point, if you're supposed to be bringing help, you're supposed to be bringing light and helping support things to be better, especially when you come into all of the different things that go with the awakening. And then you have somebody who's just shitty. I mean, the, the point is, is you're going to have those days. I'm sorry, but sometimes the best thing you can do as a light worker is to realize that you're having one of those days and politely tell the world they need to fuck right off because you need to be left alone for the day. Sometimes that's what happens. It's not about being negative to other people, but sometimes you just need to not be around for the day. You need to have your time to recoup and help yourself, because if you can't help yourself, you're not going to be any good to anybody. And yeah, that's a, that's a human experience thing. But I think when you start getting into the depths of everything that goes with the awakening, it becomes even more valid. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. With that being said, I mean, star seeds are... I don't want to say that only awakened people can be light workers, but yet, in a form... It's true, but it's not. I mean, because you can have, there, there are good people out there who can do good things, but light workers aren't about extra credit and good deeds, basically. It's, mm -hmm. it's not about extra credit and good deeds at all, because truthfully, that's not going to help you in any way, shape, or form when you get into the whole manifestation and everything else that goes along with the other side when you start to awaken and you're dealing with everything that it goes with. What? Sorry. Going. sorry, it was just his eyes made, I was thrown off by his facial expression. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I found a juicy tidbit I'm going to be fucking with here in a minute, but go ahead, please. <laughs> so, I mean, it, 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 I don't want to say that only people who have awakened can be a light worker. Maybe you're in the process of awakening at the same time, but I want to make sure you get it very clear. It's not about extra credit for good deeds in any way, shape, or form. That's not what any of this is about. But typically, when you think of light workers, we think of when people say, you know, earth angels, light workers, and then they start to get into the star seeds. Star seeds have lived previous lifetimes, point blank. They've lived previous lifetimes and some in non-physical dimensions. Some people, such as myself, will remember some of those lifetimes, or at least pieces 
here and there of those lifetimes. Now, starseeds are supposed to be considered the ones who have lived the most lives. Like I said, whether it was in non-physical dimensions or here on Earth. I said said. What it's said to be. I get a completely different definition for that. Okay, so go with it. According to what I'm seeing online, the uh, definition that they most people are going with is that starseeds are individuals who exist here on, here on the Earth plane in a three-dimensional human body, but whose soul may have originated from another planet, star system, galaxy, dimension, or parallel universe. And that's what I'm saying with the physical, uh, with the non-physical dimensions. They've lived in other dimensions as well as here. I just didn't go into it as deep as you did. But that's yeah, what I do. That's okay. That's what you're, I mean, that's what we're here for. We work, that's how we work together. You always straighten me out, make sure to correct where I didn't go into it well, <laughs> so to speak. I mean, that's just who you are. And versus who I am. And then you have the indigos and you have your crystals. And I would say indigos and crystal children more than rainbow because according to the things that you read, so to speak, the rainbow children, there's not as many alive right now. Or they're still children in a way to where they're not really at a level. And I don't mean anything disrespectful by, by what I'm saying about rainbow children. They're very important to the changes that are supposed to be happening within our world here on the here on Earth, but they're still they're they're technically still too young. They're still adolescents. They're still children. They're not at a mature age where they're actually going to start bringing any of that change forward, other than as they mature and grow for themselves, so that they can when they get older. It's the indigo and the war. It's the indigo and the crystal children that are more mature and at an age to actually start making the proper changes of what they were here for. Is there anything you want to say about that? Nope. Keep going. Okay, because I can, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not perfect. I don't know everything about everything. Hell, I'm. I'm and I'm never gonna be. And neither is anybody else. Pretty much. I mean, we're gonna get information that we get and cross. Reference it and check them and blah, 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 all that good stuff. But, I mean, you have typically the ones who are awakened are going to be your star seeds, your indigos, and your crystals that are truthfully your first frontliners of light workers. And then it's the others who are awakening. And there's the, re the reason I'm going into that is because there has to be a first group that awoken. So to speak, I mean, we all are waking up so that we can come into the next vibrational change that is happening and is meant to happen so that we can start to actually change the earth into the better place that we know that it can be. However, your first wave, so to speak, has to wake up and be able to help the others as they figure out who they are and what they're going through and their gifts and all of that good stuff so that as the others start to wake and wake up, they can help them along the way. Is there anything you want to say? I was just validating. You're just looking at me like, why are you even asking? <laughs> we could have a conversation about cues. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I expect you to cut me off, and then when you don't, it throws me off. So I, I can't help it. Don't have expectations. <laughs> Okay, so, I mean, and for me personally, I would tell you I fall somewhere in between the indigo and the starseed because I have many memories of different lives here and there, but I also fit the indigos. I, I fit the indigos as your first waves of indigos, and 
which would be, you know, basically, I am definitely a warrior. I am a warrior spirit that has come in, and I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly gentle about the stuff I do. I tend to kick in the door, and I don't really care, and that's part of how I am about it. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because indigos tend to be un, tend to be a little bit unusual. They have special possessions that they carry with supernatural traits. But so do crystal children. Crystal children are more guide us in a loving way. They sense healing in a different way. They teach us to be more alive. They have a way of exuding love itself. And our auras and stuff are different. Now, what I'm getting at that point as we get into, I'll have to go over indigos and rainbow and crystal on a whole nother show, but I mean, there's there's reason why I'm going into that right now because I want you to understand no light workers are the same. None of us come from the same, we're not like all the same species, so to speak. We don't come from the same background. We act differently. Not any of us are perfect at any of what we do. Like I said, um, we were talking here la a couple weeks ago, and EK was saying that me and Devin were talking, and we were saying that uh, I said I could be very brash as a person. And uh, uh, Hill Hippie was saying that, uh, what was you saying I was? She said that you had uh, gorilla goodness. Yeah, but I was saying I was brash, and you were saying what? Abrasive. Abrasive. Hill Hubby was calling me abrasive, and EK's like, I don't like that word. That Either one of those words, they're negative words. He was like, but you're more of gorilla goodness. And truthfully, man, I am. I'm like, I, I kind of am like, I am. I'm like, you're going to take this goodness, damn it. I'm going to shove it down your throat. You're going to take it. I'm not nice about it necessarily. I just am forceful. With that, <laughs> with that being said, then my original thought on the phrase was more accurate than the one that was implied by EK. Is that sounds something more like a gorilla would do, you know, er, 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 shove it down your throat, where EK was referring to gorilla as in gorilla tactics as in sneaky coming around and getting you when you ain't looking you know here's the goodness you didn't see it coming but there it is but at the same time i mean i come from both angles i i i mean what i'm trying to get at is is, is the way i may behave is not going to be anything like a crystal child would a star seed itself might be come from an older aspect you know, different people come with their and come about how they bring it out to you in different ways, and I don't want you to think that it can only be one way or that you know we're coming like perfect little earth angels and that we get everything right. No, because I'm going to tell you right now, if, if if they have everything, all their ducks in a row, and they are so perfect about everything, then most likely you're probably being misled by a darker energy than a positive one, mm -hmm. because nobody's perfect. Point blank. And, and I find that to be very important because as we move into the next, okay, I've been saying for the last all year and the year before that, this year is 2018. By the time you break that down, you have a, a number two year. And I've been warning people all year long this was a two year. And that speaks to us of finding a harmonious stand in all areas of your life. Well, in order for you to find a harmonious stand in all areas of your life, you must also, be able to get harmonious with ego, with your shadow, and has, those things have to rise. Well, when you look at what we're looking at for the next couple years, first off and foremost, I mean, we're getting ready to come into the holiday of Halloween. 
as a lot of people will put it. Sawin. Yeah, and that's when the veil thins. Well, the veil's been thinning since 2000, point blank. And it really took a dip at 2012. And it's going to take another main dip in, at, two, at 220. It's going to seriously open up way more. I mean, it's getting thinner and thinner and thinner. And the reason I'm going into all of this before I go into anything else is because as we come into what a light worker's job is and the fact that they have a mission to do the mission is now it's it's not you know in six years down the road and you're not necessarily meant to just wake up and know what you're supposed to do no but like i said the veil's been thinning more and more and more and it doesn't close necessarily and over the next couple years it's going to take a major jump again like it did in 2012. And it's important for light workers to start to get in the right motion of what their mission is. Because come 220, you're gonna need, need to be on the right path. Because I'm being told left and right by spirit, more or less, it, the mission is now and light workers get to work, more or less. And so I'm, I'm pushing it, but I'm trying to push it in a, positive way I may not sound like I am but I really am trying <laughs> why <laughs> I'm doing it in a positive way uh, way with my eight pound sledgehammer I said I'm not good at it I just said I'm in, I have that indigo personality I want to kick down the door I'm not necessarily good at and I'm kind person I'm a very compassionate person but I'm brash. I say it. I just, I just come right out and say it. I don't mean to be mean, and it does hurt me that I feel like I have to be that way, but that's who I am. So I have work, my own work to do. I'm aware of that. <laughs> but, I mean, when you look at it, like I said, 2018 was all about coming into finding, coming into taking a harmonious stand in all areas of your life, including ego. And this means it's a growth period. But... When we look at it that way, we're doing also numer numerology forms. You've got you're in the you're in the year of twenty, like twenty twelve, twenty nineteen, twenty seventy three, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You're in the numbers of twenty. So that means the two is being amplified by the zero for the next hundred years, point blank, or until the hundred years is over. So this whole time is about lifting that vibration. And then within the energies of the year itself. So next year is a, is a year of 19. It, step, it speaks to us about stepping forward. Stepping forward and um, more or less light workers starting to get to work because it's a nine and a one. And nine speaks to us specifically of light workers. It's time to step up and do your job. Okay, you take the nine and the one, you put it together, you add it all together, you got a number 12 for the year. Then it also turns around and it speaks to you of facing your challenges. 12 is always speaking up to you of stepping out of your comfort zone. So next year is going to be a year that is really supposed to help prolong that year to pull it forward. So when 220 gets here. This is why I'm getting at it. I'm seeing that that, that is, you know, it's already been written, more or less, so to speak. And you break it all the way down, and it brings you to the number three, which is a court. It, 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 
breaks down to encouragement from the divine and communication in general. So it's meant to go that way so that when you get to 2020, you got two twos, two zeros, doubles both all the way. And then you have, if you add them together, you got four, which speaks to you of universal energies. So like I said, that is going to be a big opening come 2020. So we've got a, some time to really work on our skills. But we have to actually start working on our skills. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, like I said, I'm being told to put all of this out there. This is the way it's being given to me. I'm just not exactly gentle and nice and sweet about it. That's just not who I am. All right. <laughs> but. I mean, it's like the third time you've mentioned that. That, that That's how I am. I'm just. I feel bad because I'm aware that I am. I feel bad because I I'm aware that I suck at communication on a nicer level, so to speak. I'm very. I'm too much in your face. I know that. I have not learned for myself how to not be that way. Well, acceptance is the first step. I'm aware of that, but that's why I say it so many times. Because I know you always tell me once you say it three times is. Trying to convince yourself of it. Mm -hmm. And I am convincing myself of it because I'm trying to talk myself into learning how to be a better person on that level. All right. <laughs> well, you've got a, a year and a couple of months till 2020. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the time is now. Okay. One of my best ideas, before I start getting into, like, different signs and indications of, you know, coming into being a light worker. Like I said, sometimes it's not always about... Um, you know, your gifts and stuff and, and stepping into the psychic world or the empath energies and stuff. Sometimes it does start with, you know, just also being a good person that's not necessarily out for good deeds. One of my favorite stories that I came across a couple years back um, and had to do, I usually stay away from religion and I am staying away from religion, but the story has to be told this way. It's okay. The idea, I see his look on his face. The idea was there was this pastor that, you know, was pretty well known. And he got a new church, a church that was in New York, a very big, known church. Mm -hmm. And it was the day that he was supposed to be taking over. So it was his first day in the church. And so they have the music going and the people are coming and they're entering the church. And they're waiting to see who their new pastor is and blah, 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 all that good, glorious stuff. The thing is, is they let the music play a little long. They let everything go a little longer than everything. He let the church fill up. But what he nobody realizes is they're all filling up. He's actually playing a homeless man outside. He's playing a homeless man outside with like a little cup and a and you know one of those signs giving you, you know, can you help me? Blah 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 blah. And he watched all of his flock enter the church. And I think the story was, you know, he might have gotten maybe like $8 from the people. Mm. And then so, you know, they're letting all of this and everybody's seen him because he was near the door. So when he finally comes in and they announce him, here comes this homeless man. To start right off by saying, you don't get to be righteous in here and not out there. And I love that idea because the point was, is you can't pretend to be something you're not. This is what I'm getting at. That's why I said I, it had a little bit to do with religion, but not really. I'm like, at least he, I mean, I may not agree with a lot of ha that is said with religion and stuff and whatnot. But the point is, is he was in the right aspect there. 
you know, if you're if you're going to have a heart and you're going to be doing it, going, you know, trying to be soulful about it, you have to be soulful all the time. You don't get to just fake it when you're in the eyes of God, so to speak, right. or at any other time. You have to do it all the time. You can't be fake about who you are. And this is what I mean by lightworker work. Lightworker work is not something that's always fun. Like I said, it's not cake and frosting, foo-foo, everything is beautiful. You... And I was talking to uh, Hill Hippie the other day when we were discussing what the show is. I'm like, as far as I'm concerned, it is completely all about, you know, you have to rub the ego raw against the soul until the only part that's left is unconditional love, mercy, and forgiveness. I mean, you have to rub it raw until there's no ego left. And I agree with, like I said, with what this pastor was doing. He was like, I'm making you open your freaking eyes. He was trying to uh, panhandle money out of his congregation. I know what he's doing. But my point, <laughs> you get my point of what I'm trying to look at it at a different point. I'm looking yeah, at I, it. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, but that mm-hmm. joke needed to get thrown out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, nah, he was trying to show people, like, look, man, just claiming to be a good person does not make you a good person. Exactly. You it's, can't be fake. Now, look, there's everyone has their off days. Light workers and anybody doesn't matter who you are. Don't care if you were living under a rock, or you built the Trump Tower. You're gonna have your good days. You're gonna have your bad days. The key is to make the good days count, and on the bad days, spread no evil. It's what I call the fourth monkey. Well, and that's why I was saying, like for myself yesterday, I was just like, you know, I needed to be not around everybody. Yeah, the fourth monkey. You know what the fourth monkey is? Isn't it from the third? No, I was thinking of 13 Monkeys, the movie. Yeah, no. The, when I was much younger, I made a joke that ended up sticking with me for quite a while. And it ended up becoming not so much of a joke anymore. There was uh, the three monkeys. See no evil, mm-hmm. hear no evil, speak no evil. The fourth monkey is spread no evil. That actually is good. I like that. I like that, though. I never put that together. I like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, no, that is very much true. I mean, in that case. And, but that's what I was trying to do yesterday. Because, like I said, I even wanted to come over here. I was like, I, I, I needed somebody to talk to. But I was like, dude, I am not spreading my poison. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it wasn't about sitting in my own poison. But it was about going, okay, all right. You're a light worker. You know better than this shit. Get your shit together and flip it over, basically. And that's what I had to do. I was like, I was, I was just irritated, like all oh, get out yesterday. I had no business trying to be, you know, spreading of light to anybody other than myself. I had to fix me because I was not being nice to the world around me. I mean, I actually wasn't acting out to the world around me, but boy, my mind was. <laughs> My mind had all kinds of mean, evil things to be thinking and saying, but I was just like, mm. if your mind could cre- uh, could have created reality, <laughs> people, oh yeah, people exactly. have been dropping like flies, huh? Yes, it was not a good day, and like I said, it was one of those days you wanted to yell at the moon. And I'm getting at that because, like I said, you you have to rub yourself raw in order to get rid of the poison that's in you. We all have it. I mean, that's what ego is. And ego has its positive points that will help, you know, test you to, you know, see if you're going over, over, overboard or, you know, kind of keep you in check to a point. But also when you're just starting to 
fully get into egotistical attitude. I mean, that's where it, it's taking a negative point. But I knew I wasn't spreading it to anybody yesterday. Even though I needed love, I needed to be told it was okay. But I knew that I wasn't going to actually be coming over here to get it. I was going to be coming over here to spread my evil. That's why I was like, or call you or anything. I was like, that's not the right thing to do, and I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. So let me go fix myself. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes being a light worker fucking sucks because you have to do what you have to figure out how to be the better person that is within. And sometimes you don't want to. Some days you have those days. That's what I'm trying to get at. And you have to work through that shit. You have to work through your poison. You have to rub yourself raw until there's nothing left but the unconditional love and the mercy and the forgiveness. And it's not easy to work through that shit. <laughs> He's just looking at me like, I'm okay. <laughs> I agree. I'm Hill Hippie and I endorse this message. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, you're looking at me like, Anne, are you done? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was very reminiscent of a madman rant. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> of a madman rant. Mm -hmm. The one I had the night before? Or, or a madman, oh, from Madman Here. Yeah. I was having flashbacks. <laughs> you're having flashbacks. But I love Shock Monkey Radio. I, it makes me laugh. And it's a good thing. You need. We all need laughs. And if you want to check out laughs, check out Shock Monkey Radio, Tuesdays at 6 p.m. All right. So anyway, some of the signs and indications of being a light worker are you feel different. You know you are different in some way, shape, or form. You don't fit in. You view everything differently. You don't feel... Like you're attached to the world like everybody else is. Or maybe even to this freaking realm in general. The point is, is you know something about you is distinctly different. Maybe it's because you've come into those gifts. Maybe it's because you're coming into those energies. Maybe it's because you're seeing all the freaking negativity around you and you know you know that you don't want it to be that way. And you, a, a light worker, once they've woken up, typically knows that they're different because they have... They know inside of them there is a better vibrational energy than what they see here on this world, this planet right now. And because of that, that's part of why you feel different. There's a part of why you don't fit in and you view, view things differently. Even though you may not comprehend that is part of why you feel that way. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, so you're just pulled to the idea of you're different from everybody else in some way, shape, or form. Second is, um, you, you really, really, and I really have a problem with this. Um, you have a, a problem with controlling systems, with order. Re resistance to rigid control-based paradigms of authority. Yes. I was going to say, to society's rule. I mean, you really have a problem. They just push your buttons and irk you in every way, shape, and form. But there's a reason why they irk you. I mean, the reason come is very bluntly easy to understand. It has to do with the fact that all of the systems set up on the planet right now are ego-driven. They're all ego-driven, and there's not any bit of soulfulness behind them. And the reason it bothers you and you want to fight it and change it in every way, shape, and form is because the ego-driven systems that are placed everywhere around you right now are not going to help you spread your wings and fly. 
They're not going to help you to free your soul spirit, your soulfulness. It's, it's, it's ways of keeping you in line. It's more of a system designed to continue the illusion <clears throat> that we are uh, physical beings that happen to have a spiritual side when in actual truth we are spiritual beating, uh, beings. Beatings. Actual <laughs> beatings. Well, society is a beating. <laughs> this is spiritual beings happening uh, who are just happening to have a human experience at this point in existence. Right. I mean, it's it's set in a way for the illusion to keep you from getting where it is you are supposed to be going. And when you start to wake up and realize you don't have to follow those rules is when things start to change. Uh, at this moment, I'd like to uh, make a statement here that the ideas uh, spoken on the show do not necessarily reflect those of FXBG Public Radio, and neither Lady Stars and Fire nor Hill Hippie are suggesting that any of you go out and break the rules of society. Yes, I agree with you there. I mean, okay, well, I'm going to put it in, in, in a simple, dumb term, okay? Like, it's important to me, but what's important to me may not be important to you, okay? And the way I look at it is, is I know from my own self, soulfully, where I work is not exactly the most soulful place. It's very ego-driven. That's all about money. All they care about is give me my budget. End of discussion. I don't really care about everything under it, even though I'm going to act like I do because, you know, like, they don't care about the employees getting their hours. They don't care about their employees, you know, being able to survive and live and, uh, they, uh, you know, have money to eat off of. They don't give a crap about any of that. They really don't. Sorry. And all, right, all they care about is a healthy bottom line. Right, is their healthy bottom line. And most businesses are going to be like that. But, see, if, you're allow if you allow them to push you around in such a way then that's exactly what they'll do. And what I'm saying, when at least for me, when I say this is, like, I'm the first one to speak up at my business, and I'll be like, um, you see, I work from this time to this time, and from that time to that time, I care. I'm going to work hard for you. But at 9.08, when I've clocked out, I no longer give a fuck about you and don't care until I'm supposed to clock in again. So don't bug me. I don't care. Because... They're always, you, you have to be able to stand up for yourself and decide where you have to make that society and those rules stop pushing against you. Or they'll push against you until you have nothing left to push. I don't mean it in like going out and breaking the law, but I do mean it in the sense of you have to stand up for yourself because if you don't, if you don't stand up for yourself, you don't stand up. For me, I need, I work four days a week. I work 40 hours in those four days, so I'm working 10 hours a day. I'm there for a long time. On my three days off, do not bother me. I don't give a fuck what your problem is. You've got how many employees? You better find somebody else to bug. And that's because if I don't have those days to get myself right, then I'm just not a good person. I'm not. Everything about who and what I am starts failing, more or less. I, I start, you know, becoming more ego-driven because I'm too involved with work, and I don't want to care about it. Mm -hmm. It's not important to me and my life, and I will. I'll, I'll, I'll end up letting it in, and, and what I'm trying to say is, is once you start to realize what you need soulfully to make you the best person you can be, only you can stand up for you. you got to make that proverbial line in the sand. Exactly, but there are so many people out there who don't know how to stand up for themselves and do just that, and that is what I'm trying to get out when I 
say that, you know, the second sign is about you having issues with the controlling systems around you. Because we've been dictated for a very long time how and how we're supposed to live our lives. And that's wrong. You, you're the only one who can decide what's best for you and how to live your life. But if you don't have the balls to stand up and refuse, you know, and, and make the changes that you need for your life, then you will be pushed around. End of discussion. I mean, am I wrong? Do you disagree? No. Yeah, I'm not trying to come out and be like, you know, take God the world. Anarchy. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but I love it. No, I'm not trying to go down that route. It's not, I'm not, I'm not trying to start trouble everywhere. I'm just saying you've got to learn to stand up for you. Then it is you have a desire to, um, wait. You tend to not like or desire to be around crowds. Sometimes you just want to get away. Sometimes it's because you want to get away. You want to see the world around you change and be a better place. It, you have trouble dealing with the harsh energies, the negative energies. You know that there's a better way of doing things, even though you may not necessarily be able to make that happen right now. Perfect example, Walmart. Come on, you know that I'm right. Oh Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but explain it for our listeners. I'm saying, okay, I mean... A perfect example is like my mom. She's coming into her energies. She's freaking 72 years old, okay? At 72, you're stubborn and you, you're set in your way and you don't want to change anything in the first place. You're 70 freaking two, you know? But she's starting to go into like Walmart and she can't handle being in the in the place. The energy just starts, she has trouble breathing, she's tense, she's irritable, she wants to leave. That is her coming into her empath energies and she's realizing she can't be around the harsh energies. She can't be around the negative energies and so forth. What? Uh, technical failure. Okay. She can't be around all of that and her consciousness is becoming more aware. Even though she doesn't necessarily, and I explain it this way, because sometimes you're starting to come into a higher consciousness throughout the awakening, even though you don't understand what that consciousness is and or why you're feeling that way. And you become more testy. It's harder for you to handle those harsh energies, the negative energies, the hate that is out there. Mm -hmm. And you want to just get away. It's weird that way because... You know, it, it's you, you don't want to be around the crowds. You don't want to be around the groups of people anymore. It doesn't mean that you want to just sit at home and do nothing. It's just you don't want to be around the negativity. You want to get the fuck out of Dodge when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Point blank. Um, I'm sorry. Um, we know it, it's also speaking to us of the fact that as we start to awaken on our path as lightworkers, we realize we have a mission. We're here for a purpose. There is something that we ourselves brought ourselves back here, so to speak, to do. There is there is a reason, a mission that has to be done. And many of us have problems coming into that. I get asked all the time, you know, how do you know what your purpose is? How do you know what the mission is? Stop trying to figure out the mission. If you're trying to figure out the mission, you're never going to figure it out. Go after what your in- intuitive nature is telling you to do. It will direct you the right way because that's your soul talking. Mm. I mean, it will send you in the right direction. It will tell you when things are not working for you. But I tell people all the time, a good way to help them get in that right direction of figuring out what their mission is, plain, plain and simple, is, you know, do what you can't not do. I tell people all the time, I mean, 
like with me with the astrology, I cannot stop looking at it. I cannot stop, you know, viewing it. It helps me understand me. It helps me understand everything. It helps me help people. And I don't care necessarily if I get paid for it. That's why I do the free video every week. I mean, it's out there to help people. I mean, in general, not everybody can afford my readings. It's that simple. So, but sometimes you're good. If you're going in the direction of your purpose, the direction of what the mission is for you, even if you haven't figured it out right, it might have something to do with what would you do even if you didn't get paid for it? Because you can't say no, you have to do it. Mm. So it helps put you in the right direction. And another one is really simple. I mean, while we want, lightworkers tend to want to help people. They want to help people that are compassionate. They, they want to help bring healing. That's part of what a lightworker is about. However, a lot of us don't like people. <laughs> a lot of us really don't like people. And it's not that we don't like people. We don't like the negativity that is around us. I described it to my brother once this way. And he looked at me like I had lobsters crawling out of my ears. And I said the stupidest thing you could ever understand. But mind <laughs> you, he is nowhere close to awakening. I'm not sure he's got it within him to do it in this iteration. <clears throat> I looked at him and said... I love every human being on this planet, but I dislike most of them. That's exactly where I was going to go next. I even have it written right here. It was like, I love you, but I don't like you. And, and that's perfectly fine. I mean, at least you're aware. I mean, sometimes you don't like the situation. You don't like the people you don't like. Sometimes you don't even feel they deserve it. But you have a heart. You have the compassion. You have the desire to still want to help them, even mm -hmm. though it makes you batshit crazy. Right. I mean, and, and it's part of it. And lastly, you start to find that you are having the connection to the psychic realm in one form or another and the mysteries of all of that. And you're comfortable with kind of being curious and learning about that because that has to do with the awakening. It starts with the empath typically and starts to move up all the way to the medium. Telekinesis and everything else that's involved. So these are all signs that you're coming into that energy. Is there anything else you want to say before I jump into astrology? Are we about there? Yeah. Touch on the rainbow children. The rainbow children, I can't because I didn't have anything written down. Okay. I, I mean, really, I can't. The rainbow children, I don't have as much written down about because they would be the most gentle of them. I found this little bit in just a, a quick throw-up search because I keep forgetting about them until you just like an hour ago, but it says the rainbows are new souls. They come without the baggage of previous incarnations. They are usually psychic or extremely intuitive. And that's what I was saying why I, why I left them out of this, because I don't disagree with that there are rainbow children at all. However, they're still very young. Not necessarily. I, I, I What's to say that uh, there hasn't been a rainbow that it was born 80 years ago. Well, that's why I said it has to do, uh, I'm, I'm touchy-feely when it comes to the stuff you read because you're reading stuff and you're, you know, you're dissecting it and you're going back and you're check cross-referencing it and blah, 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 blah. But I mean, yeah, I, 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 can, I can put my finger on the fact that I know it's some of these energies are fact and some of this information is true. Mm -hmm. You know, like 
you know, like you you can just tell in some of them. But then there's areas that you can't. I mean, like most of the indigos are, you know, 40s and 50s right now. Well, but right. not all of them. Yeah, but the whole problem with that concept of them, most of them being in that age is because that uh, this whole concept came about and the idea of indigo children became popularized by a woman, what was her name? Uh, uh, Nancy Ann Tate who brought about the concept of the uh, indigo children in the 60s and 70s. So therefore, you know, people are hearing this idea. They have their kids. Ooh, my kid's an indigo child. Exactly. It's an indigo child. And guess what? That's, you know, around our age. Right. <laughs> you know? So then he's like, well, you got then the crystal adults, and the crystal adults are giving birth to the rainbow children. Well, no, they're not all going to be that same age. There's going to be yeah, they're coming diff- different times, right? Because it, it's not like just because all of a sudden this one person said is like, I've noticed this. It's now happening. No, it's been happening for an extremely long time. It's just we're starting to notice. Exactly. And the more that we notice, the more we're consciously. There's more people working on it. The vibration is getting stronger. Exactly. And it's like we were talking about uh, the law of attraction. The more it happens, the more we're going to pull. Right. So it's not so much that these people are just the one age and like the rainbows are all children. It's the the snowball effect is what I like to call it. You take a small snowball and you stand at the top of the hill. And roll it down. And you roll it down the hill. By the time, it, depending on the size of the hill, you're going to have one big old massive snow boulder at the bottom. I agree. I agree. But I just, I didn't go into them because I, I just felt like, I felt like they're really more coming into their power more than they are. Not that they're not helping, but I feel like they're, they're, I feel like they're going to actually be the bigger help out of any, but that they're quite, not quite stepping into their missions fully yet. And because of that, that's why I kind of left them out. Um, not that I'm at any disrespect to anybody who is a rainbow who's listening. I just, I felt like I was being told to leave that out a little bit, that I was pushing it too far, so to speak. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's never 100% proof of any freaking thing. And that, I say that, and I say that all the time because there's so many people out there who just, you know, oh, I read this, so it must be true. No, mm-hmm. just because it's in writing does not make it, pro- you know, true or positive or fact in any way, shape, or form. That's why I tell everybody, cross-reference all of your shit. Right. I mean, I could go out and write a book right now that says, hey, if you drink a lot of blue Gatorade, you're going to produce <laughs> a green turd. And then if you take that green turd and you electrocute it, you're going to give birth to a, gr- a baby green dragon. Just because it's written down doesn't make it true. <laughs> and with that, let's go into the astrology. <laughs> All right, everybody. So, again, um, this is from the 24th to October 1st. We just had the full moon in Aries um, yesterday. If you look out right now, if you are watching the, watch the video, if you are watch, listening to us right now, you still have full moon energy. You do still have some Aquarius energy going on. Because full moons technically last three days, not two. I mean, three days, not one or two. And the second day is typically the day that is the strongest. So technically, we consider the full moon to have been yesterday. However, today, Chiron moved back into Pisces. I have only been talking about this for over a year. Chiron moves back into Pisces and will be there for quite a little while. I don't think it's coming back out. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's coming back out until about 
the beginning of next year. And this is basically Chiron stepping back into that 12th house. The 12th house, which speaks to us universally of our subconscious, our hidden self, our unconscious mind, our karmic debts, our self-deception, our mind ill, our, sorry, our mental illnesses, our self-sacrifices, our self-undoing, our habits, our frustrations. It even deals with prison, government, of government offices, suicide, murder, kidnapping, grief, sorrow, secrets, and funerals. It is where the healing needs to be made. It is the end of a cycle and where a new cycle must begin. Chiron has been out of it for a couple months and been in the beginning of the very first cycle of Aries. So it was starting to take, like, let me put my big toe in the water and see how much of this I'm ready to start to look at. Wait a second, I'm going to step back. And I'm going to sit back here and reevaluate all of this shit, really, on a much deeper level before I start moving forward. So I've been saying this for a long time. Chiron is the wounded healer. He's the gatekeeper of wholeness. He is stepping backwards for the next couple months, the end of this year, and going to be making a decision about where these new realities, these new cycles are going to be going, because he's going to be the one that's directing those new cycles when he moves back into Aries. Okay, so it has to do with stepping back for a minute and getting the proper healing and consciousness you need in order to truly move forward and start to make a healing movement within the new cycle. With that being said, Pluto also goes direct on the 30th. Pluto is death, decay, and destruction for rebirth, renewal, and regeneration, and it equals change. Pluto is about soulful change, basically. And in retrograde, he's just been like slapping you upside the head. This is the shit that you need to listen to. This is the shit you need to do. Getting into your gut and twisting it. Making you really want to make those changes. And he's only got until the 30th next Sunday to really slap you upside your head one last time. And be like, did you get the freaking memo? Because after that, he goes direct. Now, Pluto is the only planet that is always inwardly thinking but this is when he's like kicking the door down going i'm not fucking playing with you anymore once he goes direct he'll start to calm back down so this is really the last week that you have to get this message from him and it may not be comfortable especially since you know we also have venus that is going to be going retrograde on october 5th now until october 5th venus is still in Shadow. I couldn't get that out of my mouth. Venus is still in shadow until October 5th. Once it goes into retrograde, that's not going to be a bad thing necessarily. It's just going to be inwardly communicating. But right now, your Venus speaks to your bunny. Venus speaks to your charm. Venus speaks to your sensitive energy, your sensitivities, and how you communicate with others. So Venus right now is having a little bit of word vomit because she's standing in shadow. She's viewing the things that are not comfortable and she does not like within those areas. But when she goes into retrograde, it's going to take a shift and its energy is going to change. You've had a grand cross that you're going to have until the 26th. And I've been talking about this for a while. Um... A lot of energy, a lot, a lot, a lot of energy is coming out of Aquarius, and a lot of energy is coming out of Libra right now, just in general, because right now, Aquarius is actually where your undoing can be done right now, is where your mistakes can be made. The Grand Cross is speaking to us of Uranus and Taurus, the South Node, Mars, and Lilith in Aquarius. Then you have Venus and Scorpio, and you have Leo with the North Node. 
Let me explain. The North Node speaks to us about what it is we need to learn to, in order to move forward. And if we don't learn it, we don't move forward. The South Node is always on the opposite uh, in opposition of that north node it is sitting on top of lilith me and lilith is you're not going to make me do any damn thing i don't want to do i'm going to do things my own way she's the number one first feminist ever out there point blank she is not going to do anything that she doesn't want to do end of discussion sitting with mars which is your passion your aggression your action your firepower and it's your inner SWAT team it's your warrior and it's your sexual energy sitting on top of the south node is saying something about this energy coming from Mars and from Lilith is something you've gotten incredibly good at but not necessarily good at for the right reasons it can be your undoing if you do it for wrong reasons right now so if you're in your passion your action your aggression especially in the outer community right now you know, make sure it's not coming from an ego-driven point of view because actually it's going to be working against you, not for you. Because like I said, the universal lovers of Mars and Venus are not seeing eye to eye in the Grand Cross at all. And that's your sensitivities in general versus your passion and your action. Coming into speaking about what it is you need to learn, what it is you've gotten good at, but not necessarily for the right reason. And your independence, your individuality, your uniqueness, and your freedom for your self-worth, self-value. Now, with that being said, you have um, <laughs> you have um, a T-square this week, which is where your energies is coming out of Libra. The, like I said, Libra, Libra is a powerful force right now. Everything is going to be coming in the next three months going over evaluating your relationships. And right now we're starting off with Chiron is speaking to Libra. Chiron is the wounded healer, your gatekeeper of wholeness, speaking to the sun, Cirrus, and Mercury, which is in Libra. This is your illumination energies, your karma, your threefold energies. It is um, too close to home energies, your nurturing or lack of nurturing energies, the communication, but it also speaks with make, make, and how maya. That means it's speaking to where are you on the lotus flower? Are you still in the muddy, murky water? Are you starting to bloom or have you bloomed? And where are where is that collective consciousness within these relationships because there is healing that needs to be made if Chiron is talking to it and that is speaking to Saturn's rules, walls, and boundaries. And come the last three days of this week, it will also be speaking to Pluto when Pluto is seriously giving you that last little bit of a smackdown. Now, um, Chiron also is in opposition with Libra throughout the rest of the week. Um, it is going to be, like I said, in opposition, meaning it is questioning every single thing that's going on with those energies in general. Forget the T-square. It's going to be fighting you on the whole fact, point blank, to make sure that you are learning a lesson, something that you have not gotten through your thick head that needs to be changing so that the Chiron can make those changes happen. Now, also, your moon is going to be moving through Aries, Taurus and Gemini as you come through the week. So Taurus is wanting, Taurus wants the luxury of the week. It wants the luxury. It doesn't really want to make the changes. However, are you being bullheaded for the right reasons? That's the question. Then it moves into Gemini. You start seeing things from both points of view, but when you're dealing with Gem Gemini, I call Gemini Jekyll and Hyde. You don't know if you're dealing with Jekyll or if you're dealing with Hyde. Now, there is a bunch of positive energies this week. Pluto, though, is sextiling Jupiter and sextiling Neptune. So it's giving the energy to strengthen and make those changes come forward if you're willing to step into the opportunity and make that chance. 
Chiron is sextiling Mars, Lilith, and the South Node. So it, even though it's talking about something that could be your undoing, Chiron is making you view what it is that you've gotten good at, even if it isn't good at it for the right reason, because you can take that passion and that action of Mars and Lilith and reshift it into a positive way that can bring that healing forward. But make sure you're not doing it for egotistical reasons. Um, you have a grand trine on the 29th and a shit ton of six sextiles on that day. So that it should be a very positive day to start moving um, powerful energy forward. The grand trine is the moon. It's going to be speaking with Judo in Gemini on the 29th again. Juno is... Um, sacrifice and commitment, the sacrifice and commitment that it takes to make something come to be, to make it last. It, when you look, I tell people all the time, Juno would be the marriage where Venus would be the maiden. Venus would be the one that would attract you, but Juno would be the one you'd marry. Juno would be the one that would last. Juno would be the one that would stick around and make the commitment where Venus just wants to be beautiful. Just wants to be sexy and noticed and, and bring out that sensitivity, but she doesn't have the commitment that Juno does. Jeez. Juno. <laughs> Juno in the moon in Gemini is going to be seeing both sides of the subject. It will be speaking, though, with Lilith and Mars and that south node in Aquarius, dealing with the outer community, your passion, your action, your aggression, and whatnot. And then it's also speaking with Libra. So it's speaking with your relationships, your outer community, the commitment that it must take to overcome these things and move forward. It all comes down to, do you have the balls to move forward, but are you doing it for the right reasons? Um, and then lastly, we have Neptune is trining Venus. So the so your sensitivities, your your financially too, and and your uh, uh, your sensitivities and your way of charming is able to be magically brought forward if you are using your tongue properly and you're making it work for you in well ways. Learn to use your mouthpiece, y'all. <laughs> and Mars and the sun are also going to be uh, are in a trine. I mean, Lilith, Mars, the North Node, Sun, Cirrus, and Mercury are also going to be in a trine this week. So they... If you're as long as you stay away from the ego driven bullshit and you let the shine come in and start to help you see past your stuff, you'll move forward in the most positive ways. So everything will work out fine for you. It's just making sure that you don't let what you've gotten really good at in the past that didn't work for you continue to make you go down the wrong path. That's what it all comes down to. I love you, everybody. Is there anything else that you got to say, Mr. Hell Hippie? I got to say bye. Bye, everybody. Good night. May all your journeys be safe ones. Come now.